Hello, friends, and welcome to the Story Forge. It's my podcast, and it's where we believe making things matters. I'm Lyle Smith, your host. I'm a writer, a storyteller, a marketing professional, a runner, a reluctant practitioner of burpees as exercise, and this week, I watched the Academy Awards on television and was surprised to see a hockey game break out. And yes, I have opinions about all that, and I'm sure you all do too. I'll probably go see a movie with Will Smith in it again, but it will be quite a while before I can see him and not think about him smacking a comedian across the face in front of a billion viewers. But battery on the red carpet is not the topic at hand here. And seriously, none of this matters right now. What matters right now is that I've collected yet another story of someone, two people in this case, who make something. It's a story that I believe will be a little entertaining, a little inspiring, a little educational maybe. A lot of the time I talk to people with really deeply established businesses or careers, uh, often about where they started or why they started, what they do, but just as often about what they're doing now and the successes they're having. Today, I have a conversation with two guys. One I knew very well a long time ago. The other is someone I just met for the first time. But together as a team and as a couple, they started a business called Spoonabilities. It's in Miami, and it began basically as a food blog. But in addition to publishing recipes and the cocktails and the stories of where they come from, uh, they write about why they mean something to them and where they found them and the experience of making them. And what's more, they have really spectacular food photography, which if you pay attention to any of this kind of thing, is really tough to do well. They've been doing it for a while now. It started as sort of a passion project, but they've been featured in a series of publications. They're getting highlighted in their local and regional media. They're getting found, and they're making sales and landing clients. It's true. It's still a bit of a baby business, but they're making things that matter to them and their customers. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hey guys, how are you? Doing pretty good. Doing good. Where? Tell me. I start off usually asking people, "Where are you?" So where where are you now, right now? We are. Uh, we live in Edgewater, in downtown Miami, near downtown. Cool. Right in the center of everything. Very good. We've been living here for five, six years. Yeah, five, six years. Maybe seven. Oh, maybe seven. Oh, we, we lost the count, but <laughs> I think we moved here was right before we got married, a year before, and we got married in 2015. Congratulations, too, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I know. Yeah, because like Jeff, you and I have known each other for a long time. We haven't been in touch in a long time. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I saw you guys got married. and I, I So congratulations for that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, how's, how's, how's married life treating you? That's good. Yeah, it's, uh, well, we've been together for almost 18 years. I mean, the, it's kinda, the only thing that changed was in paper and maybe... Feels a little bit different. Feels good. Feels good. Uh, good. You know, I mean, that we as a partner, we we found that besides the step of being legal and being secure about our future, uh-huh. but I felt kind of uh, uh, different. First, first, good being married. Good. Well, that's uh, fantastic. I mean, it's funny because I know um, it. It seemed like the all the all the, the legal machinations around around that um, in in America changed sort of very quickly um all of a sudden and uh you know i know i know some people who were uh tremendously excited about they were i mean everybody was tremendously excited about the changes uh some were tremendously excited about the possibility of actually getting married some of them chose not to get chose to remain unmarried anyway um so i don't know what was what 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 went through your minds when all that was changing uh for me i just think you know it it did it did it seemed to go slow but at the same time if you if you look at the progress you know over decades it it did go very quickly at the end um and i think for me when it wasn't happening and of course florida took 
the longest. Yeah. Um, but when it wasn't happening, I was like, you know, that's no big deal. It wasn't like, it wasn't something that was critical for me at the time. But right. then when, when it started happening and then when, when Florida finally made it legal, right. I said, well, you know, why not? It's, yeah. it's available. It's something that you kind of dream of, uh, you know, your whole life, you know, not as much as, as women may, but you know, it's, yeah. it's something that you expect that's going to happen when you get older. Yeah. Um, so let's just do it. And, uh, you know, in the, in the same, in the same thought, you know, I didn't want to just go to the courthouse and, and, you know, have the judge marry us, you know, might just, let's have a wedding with, with family and friends and do the whole thing. So, um, my one of our our good friends, which happens to be my ex, uh, is a florist, and he did all the flowers. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Well, you know, I, I was the opposite. I was like, a, a, let's just go to the courthouse and get married, and that's it. <laughs> but then after we started to go into the details about the wedding, then I started to get excited. Yeah, and we started with at least about 35, 35 people, uh -huh. and we ended up with seventy people. Yeah. Because then I brought all my family that were everywhere, and, and that was uh, well, you know, we gave kind of the our inspiration to to our friend how to decorate and all that, and he got everything plus more, and he, whatever whatever he did was amazing. It was a dream that we never expected to. It's fantastic. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's funny that happens. I, my my wedding was like that too. We we thought, well, let's keep it small. Let's not do anything, you know. And yes. We, we booked a, a big sort of a restaurant room that was out on, on on the beach up in uh long branch new jersey and um uh it suddenly became a hundred people without blinking <laughs> it's like yeah. how many family members do we have right. um, so like, and you can't invite so-and-so without so-and-so yeah that like, gets really hard it's it's really you don't want to offend anybody and then it's like sometimes it's like ah oh, who cares but you know Oh, and it's always, there's, a, you tell me, this is another thing that, that we, we noticed um, for us and some other weddings that people we, we talked to, it's like a year after the wedding or a year and a half after the wedding, there's, there's a bunch of people who were really important that had to be at the wedding who we just weren't really in touch with anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not, you know, nothing yeah. bad necessarily, just, it's just, no, no, that's, touch. that's true. Yeah. Like they were, and there are people there's yeah there are people like maybe they weren't like great friends uh oh well, i shouldn't say that they, they weren't um close long term long time friends right but they're good friends at the time right and then right. and then now they're not for some reason yeah you know, not, not, not that they're you know it's just like you don't don't keep in touch with them as much yeah it's funny how things change like that in a hurry and it's 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 wild and uh, yeah, but, oh, it's funny because you said it seemed to move slow, and and I guess I guess it kind of did. You know, it was one of those things. It's like it seemed like it's 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 a no, it's a no, it's it's no way they're going to change the law. There's no way there's this is it's just like it's like wasn't even a sense of that could be reality. And then when I meant when I meant it all happened quickly. It's like once it really sort of became possible. Boom, mm -hmm. it was just sort of possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. that was really kind of wacky to me how quickly things turned. And, uh, and, you know, like Florida, you mentioned, we have resist pockets of resistance in, uh, in, yeah. in the country for, every, for everything. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, well, I'm, 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 I'm happy for you guys. It's really, it's, uh, I saw, I Thank saw you. pictures. You had a spectacular cake, it looked like, and uh, uh, a good time. So, but now you guys now I, I, I want to shift gears to the uh, to the business because I mentioned earlier before we got on the recording that I when I was doing the podcast I'm always looking for those stories that are, I think are kind of interesting and and you know business related people who are making things and um, you know I followed Spoon Abilities at some point or another when you started posting things about it and uh, found the photos of the, you know, cause you're a, I, I had to kind of dig and understand what the business was for a little bit first, but then I saw the photos, you started, you were posting photos of, of these fancy cocktails and, 
fancy food things. And the photography, food photography was just spectacular. And I was like, it's really interesting because I know I've worked with people who have tried to do that in the past who are otherwise good photographers. Who It just doesn't work out. And it's like, but these are like, you know, sharp, sharp photos of what you're doing. And it's so, and so it made me interested. Um, uh, so tell me about, tell me about Spoon Abilities and how you got started with it. Well, <clears throat> there, there, there is different parts that uh, uh, inspire Spoon Abilities. One of them was uh, we, during that time, we went every year to Europe and we were fascinated by the uh, farmer's market that were in Europe. Okay. Um, we started to see all the unique uh, specialty products that were there, uh, testing the product, and we found, oh, that would be amazing if we can uh, travel, find those products and bring them back and sell it to people. That, that way they can have the opportunity to taste what we are testing. Yeah. In the beginning, it was like, a, okay, if we can travel, travel, um, mix it with business at the same time, that would be great. But another part of why we create Spoonability is that I, I, I learned how to cook here when I came to the United States, mm -hmm. um, watching Food Network and all that. But then I, you know, in each recipe, they give you different ingredients. And sometimes I end up in the refrigerator with... 20 yards open. And then we, I didn't know what else to do. And then we said, well, it would be amazing if we can create a website that we can sell a product, but at the same time, we can uh, add recipes that are related to the product. That way that if somebody buy the product, they can use it in different ways until it's empty. That's why we, when we're at the same time, we were trying to get what name we should, we should, we should put these vulnerabilities. And that's where we have different ideas and we asked uh, one of uh, Jeffrey's uh, friends, you know, what name we should do. And um, she was the one that came with the name Spoonabilities, like a, uh, what you can do with a spoon and how many possibilities food you can taste. That's how yeah. the name came up. It's a fun, it's a fun name. It really is because it, it, it does, you know, you say possibility, capability, all this kind of stuff where it's like, and, and how you, how you connect the products you sell with the recipes you you sort of inspire people with uh, is real. Cause I look at some of this stuff and I, 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 you know, I cook a bit here and, and I enjoy cooking. Uh, and I see a lot of people who, 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 you know, love to cook, but would never think to create a business out of it uh, or wouldn't be committed enough <laughs> physically or mentally mm -hmm. to, or maybe they should be committed to think about creating a business from it. But um, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's an, it's a neat connection you've made between, between, uh, you know, kind of really interesting products that you might not think to cook with or not, might not have immediately available to you and, uh, and a cool recipe to go along with it. Cause like, Oh, I'd love to make that. Cause that's, that's how, you know, most of my, skill as a cook has come from curiosity you know it's like I, I, I that looks cool i'd like to try that and i go and try it yes and sometimes it's a success and sometimes i forget about it <laughs> it's not a recipe to be made again sometimes well, but yeah. you know no you know and um everything that happened after we say okay this is the name this is what we want to do then we say, okay, let's go to the specialty food show that was in New York. And we started to see some vendors. Um, but we were, we didn't know what else, what we were doing mm -hmm. at the moment. Because mm -hmm. uh, later we can tell you, you know, all the details about the challenges that yeah. we have. But uh, then we started to see some vendors. Um, we said, okay, this is will be our online shop. But then we realized that if you don't create recipes for then you're not going to bring enough traffic. Right. But then uh, in the beginning, the photos that you see from the beginning, you will see with the, with the phone, all the pictures. Because I didn't find myself like I have any talent to create uh, photography. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I, I saw that, okay, I need to improve my photography. Then I started to get the camera. And now last year I got the lighting. Then, you know, it's kind of, it's been evolving. And um, now we are trying to focus into the business in different areas that what is uh, the online shop, the food blog, 
the full photo the photography that is uh, creating photography for brands mm -hmm. uh, could be uh, food related or products mm -hmm. and that's and that's the part that we are trying to uh, in, uh, promote promote that way because we see that is where we can have more margin and more profit sure and where we can support the other kind of inspiring project that we have that is not bringing enough money right <laughs> and well, how to support the other, the other babies with that. <laughs> no it's true it's good but and, the, but like i he, said okay oh, i'm sorry no i'm just saying you know spoonability is, is really paul carlos i mean i just support him i mean if you <laughs> you know he he like you said he he came here uh from the dominican republic and didn't know how to cook but he taught himself how to cook and, and I haven't cooked in a long time. I, I, I'll boil, boil water at this point, you know, for something, but, you know, but he, and he rarely will make a recipe, uh, you know, over and over again. It's, it's always trying something new. Oh, and the same cool. thing happened with, with photography. You know, he started taking the pictures and he's like, okay, let me try this. Let me try this. And he just, you know, taught himself and, and had a, had an act for it, obviously, because every, everybody loves the pictures that, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really a, it's really sort of a niche skill. I mean, I, like I said, I, I made fun of a little bit because we, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of bad food photography out there. I picture, you know, your, your local, uh, storefront Chinese restaurant has them all above the cash register and they're like, they're, they're not particularly appetizing to look at, but you know, when you, but when you see it done well, it, it really is very different. And, and yours, I mean, I, like I said earlier, the, um, the cocktail photos, the frothy chocolate martini mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is like, or espresso martini, I forget, maybe both. Espresso. Uh, but it's like, that just, it just makes me want to go make one, you know? And uh, which I guess you said, that's, that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, cocktail is my favorite uh, food, I was a recipe to photograph because I, I feel like I would more freedom. Um, Cocktails are easier to style and to create a, a story to lead people into, into that. More than food, food is a little bit more complicated because the color of the food and the styling can be a little bit tricky. Right. I mean, the, a drink is kind of my, my dream photography. It's like I can create, you know, it inspired me a lot. Photo, uh, the drink photography. Yeah, I mean it's cool. And I have no problem uh, tasting them. <laughs> yeah, well, you need quality control, right? Right, exactly. Uh, but I gave myself the the title CTO, Chief Tasting Officer. <laughs> Very good. I see that with the uh, the cocktail shots, especially. I mean, you you have um, your sort of depth of field and your 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 setting. It's like it's like it's almost a, an actor in a set, you know. And it's uh, it's cool to see they're 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 really you know it's 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 sort of you, you kind of scroll through them thinking wow this what's the next one what's the next one because they're really yeah, he's 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 gotten a uh, a number of times where he's like you said almost built a set yeah uh, for for the whole background so. that's cool stuff that's cool stuff. so was was food a uh, central at all in your in your growing up Carlos. Yes, yes. Um, all my family cook. Uh -huh. um, and they all cook delicious. And it was a center of our family because at some point, uh, my parents, they have, besides the business, that is a beauty, uh, beauty salon and a flower shop, mm -hmm. they have uh, another business that is do catering mm -hmm. for events. And that was what we were doing separate. And they were cooking all the time. And my father was a great cook. And my mother, it, it it still is. Um, they, that was that what they, they were really passionate about, and I saw them and helped them, but I never cook. Yeah, but you never you never took the lead on it until you came here. Um, no, that's, that's and you know that as a uh, Latin country, usually they the the man don't go to the kitchen, right, or don't cook, and there is always uh, somebody cooking. And then I never had the, the chance. Even though I saw my father, I never kind of was interested to cook. Yeah. So I have it all <laughs> in a plate. Yeah. Oh, but that's funny though. Your your family had they had sort of multiple businesses going on. So you, you really come from a from an entrepreneurial background, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my mother was the 
my parents were the first uh, flower shop in our town, small town, mm -hmm. for for a pretty long time. Um, my mother, uh, she started the beauty salon in a, in our old house. Uh, while she had some clients, I was in the in the play in the playground, you know, alone just watching because uh, she was trying to do two things at the same time. So right. I mean that I, from from a little boy, I. I saw my parents working and doing different things to to give us, you know, the life that we have. That even though we were, you know, back then middle class family, but we were having uh, the benefit is like a, we were uh, in a higher position because you know our parents usually they try to send you to the best school to give you the best for you to have a better future, and that's what they were doing. That's wild. It's uh, it's interesting. I've been, you know, because I know. Um, uh, I've had a couple of different stories in a row I've done recently who were all, they, it turned out to be sort of immigrant stories, uh, or at least the immigrant experience is part of it. Um, I had one as a, fr a friend of mine who's a, uh, a novelist, and he's, he came here from Korea when he was 10. And uh, I spoke to a guy last week who came, his family came here from India when he was, he was very young, like two, two or so. What, what was your experience uh, coming here? You know, I was the one that when I was living in Dominica and said I would never move out from my country. Mm -hmm. uh, but then was a point that I felt like a, the country was, I won't say that was small for me, but I have different goals. One is that as a gay person, the country was still a little bit close. Um, I was feeling uh, kind of alone mm -hmm. there. Then that's one of the reasons why I moved out. Mm -hmm. uh, the excuse that I gave to my family was that I'm going, uh, I want to move to the United States because I want to work for an international company working for the Caribbean for international market. But then happened that I go here. Um, well, I, I came here and I didn't have a job. I have a really good job in Dominican. Mm -hmm. And I just uh, quit, uh, resigned and I said, well, I'm moving. Um, God will be, will be with me to help. Um, I've been lucky, but I think it's not just lucky. I think you receive depending who you are as a person and things will come to you mm -hmm. because I found wonderful people that helped me throughout the process. Even with my first job, uh, that was with a, also with a gay couple and I was, uh, working in the house, cleaning the house and, you know, helping there. And they were the first job that I had and they helped me even, uh, during the process. Um, after that, then I found another friend that gave me, uh, well, proposed me to work for, for him in a, a condominium as a front desk agent. And then after two years there, then um, I found in monster.com uh, the job for an uh, international salesperson. I mean, that it's gonna, was my excuse to leave the country to work international company, right. but the destiny took me back there. Where right. is that, that goal? Oh, that's cool. um, I started to work for the company for almost 50, I worked there for 15 years yeah. until uh, COVID hit and the company suffered so much. Yeah. Um, but even before I was uh, let go to the company, uh, there was another company that was interesting to, to, to work, uh, to hire me. Um, my background is in sales. Yeah, I work in the hospitality business. Um, here in United States, I've been working in the international business since since I got my first job in the in yeah. in the hospitality cool. market. Um, I will tell get, you that you get, um, you get um, back home at all. Yeah, uh, that was, that's one of the benefits working for international companies that I get to go home at least twice a year or three times. And also I get to visit different islands, country, and stay in a nice hotel. Uh, doing what I like, that is to sell and help customers, but yeah. also going to hotels and enjoy, you know, uh, different countries. And um, sometimes he tag along with me. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, when he come with me, uh, it's I'm a little bit jealous because he's coming, oh, I'm here at the pool having a cocktail and I'm outside working. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not, sometimes not fair, but I'm glad that he can join sometimes because yeah. 
traveling may sound fun going to different hotels and countries, but sometimes it's just a little bit lonely. You go to those places and be alone and you don't get to enjoy those places. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I, I haven't traveled a ton for work, but when you do, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun for a little while. And then it's like, nah, okay. I'm, I, I miss, I miss my people. I miss my tribe. Yeah, it can be a little bit, a little more of a hassle because you, because you know, you, you're working, you, you're yeah. traveling, but you're working. Yeah. So, and you're a little, unless you can go with your husband or, or wife and sit at the pool while they're working. Yeah. Right. That's always a nice little, little, that's a help. Right. But you know, I can tell you that I've been blessed to have the experience I've been having as an immigrant here, immigrant here. Uh, besides that, I have a, uh, since I go here, I have a goals, what, where, where to go, but also all the people around me help me to accomplish those goals. And I cannot complain that I have a difficult time here. Mm-hmm. I may have bad moments, but I don't have, I didn't have any, anything that I can call that was tough for me. Um, I was unlucky, unlucky to to say that I achieved my American dream, like everyone said, but also I had with a great experience too. And Jeff, your immigrant experience from uh, immigrating from the great state of New Jersey to Florida, um, how how I I mean you I for anybody who's listening out there, Jeff and I went to college together, so we know each other from from a, a long ago poorly behaved time and and, and, uh at some point from you know you ended up moving from the philadelphia area to uh to miami um so tell me i mean tell me about that tell me about that and then then i'm going to ask you about how you guys met so um yeah so i mean after college i stayed in in that area for a couple years um I lived in Delaware for one year, Center, Center City, Philadelphia for uh, for a while. And I worked for one company uh, running their IT department for a telemarketing company, um, which was, it was a great experience, especially at the beginning. Uh, as it went on, it wasn't so great there. Um, and I actually quit, I think, three three times. And they offered me more money, and that was the only way I ever got a raise. Um, And then one year, I came with a friend um, down here to Miami for a vacation for a week. Had the best time. I just couldn't believe like the people, the weather. Just it was great. And we went back. This was in beginning of March of two thousand, and we went back to to Philadelphia cold and rainy and snowy and i was like okay what's keeping me from moving i can i can live wherever i want to why am i still here and then after about a week of thinking about it i'm like what's stopping me and there was a thought in my in my head that nobody ever moves to florida until they're ready to retire (laughs) and then as soon as i realized that was the thought that was stopping me i'm like okay i did and six months later i moved so I moved down and uh, ended up getting a job for the Data Human Rights Foundation. Um, and then they ended up hiring me full time as their director of special projects, I think was my title, but I worked for um, helping to run three of their, their main events. And then right now I'm uh, helping companies um, you know, run run their business as the uh, online business manager. Right. So it's um, a consulting so role? It's uh, sort of consulting, but it's a little more hands-on. Uh, basically, so if the, the CEO or the entrepreneur gets to a point in their business, and usually it's financial-wise, it's usually, you know, they're at the 350 to 400,000 uh a year or higher, mm-hmm. and they can't handle all the day-to-day operations anymore. So they'll hire me to, you know, manage the team, hire people, hire people if they are, need to, make sure things, the projects are getting done, so they can concentrate on uh, sales, um, creating new products, things that only they can do. 
So you're sort of a sort of like a fractional operations officer. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's more and more of that coming up. Yeah, there, there's more and more of that uh, coming up these days. I know I, I do. I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit into the fractional, you know, marketing officer type role here and mm -hmm. there. And I have, some, I have some friends who do that as well. And they, they find that for our, you know, because I'm in sort of an agency model. So it's like you you start doing that for people and then they offload the work into the agency and, and you know, it's, it ends up being really helpful and it's, it's more uh, cost effective and they get a better product than they would if, if they hired, if they're just testing agencies, you know, which they can get into that, uh -oh. that kind of trend. So how'd you guys meet? Yeah. Um, we met online. <laughs> it's on the awesome. dating app, but that back then was on the computer, was not yeah. even on the phone like it's right now. Yeah. Um, we we were chatting like for four or five months, but we never met until uh until we got the point. Okay, that's me. And for for me, this at the same time, he I had broken up with uh with my boyfriend at the time. Uh and for the first time in my life. I wrote down an actual list of okay. I'm. I said to myself, I'm going to be single for a year, and I'm going to have. And the next person I'm with is going to have one, two, three, four. And I wrote ten things down. Fantastic. And when we the dinner that he talked about our first date was it the first date? Yeah. He came over and we're sitting on the sofa and we're talking for like three, three and a half hours. And I'm like. <laughs> He has like seven things on my list. <laughs> so maybe I don't need to be single for a whole year. <laughs> well, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you just kind of have to, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to uh, take that time or that space to, to, to figure out exactly what it is um, that's right for you. Uh, whether it's, whether it's relationships or professional um, opportunities or, you know, where you want to live or whatever. And uh, that's what makes you sort of realize what's important, yep. right? I mean, that's I mean, I, that's how Heather and I met in a, in a similar way. She has she has a list story kind of like yours, and I have I have a I'm not dating anybody for a while story <laughs> like yours, and we happened to meet you know that one night and it just kind of clicked and um, and you know when you when you feel that click you can't it's it's sort of undeniable. Like okay, that's that's the right thing. That's the right choice. Again, whether it's you know relationship or you know start start a business or whatever. And you guys, you guys, it's funny because I love. Um, I see the way. Uh, so much of Spoon Abilities is is the blogging and the posting and all that sort of thing. And and there's there's a there's an element of personality in everything that you put out. Mm -hmm. And I can see that you guys are are are. Um, you know, you, you I, I know you say you don't do the cooking, but you, you guys do it. You do do it together, right? I mean, yeah, you're yeah, supportive yeah. of each other in this endeavor, uh, which I yeah, think oh, for sure. Because I, you know, I help. I take care of a lot of the, the back end, and I edit all of the things that he writes. And you know, we 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 pick you know pick things together. He doesn't do much. <laughs> most of the work. I'm just the creative person doing the photograph and recipes and the content. He's the one that do everything else that have to be technical. That's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to run in a business and it's not, you know, I mean, the, the, what people see from the outside is one thing, but there's a lot of uh, layers behind it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know that my business, uh, I know that from Heather's business. I I'm I'm always thrown because I I don't come from a uh, an entrepreneurial background at all. Like my dad was a, like a corporate warrior. My mom was a school teacher. Um, it wasn't until I met Heather, who is an acupuncturist and has her own business, whose father is a veterinarian and has two businesses back in New Jersey, that um, I thought, boy, people actually do that. They actually own their own thing and do their own thing. And it's, it's, it's exciting. And then it's, so what, um, you know, just to kind of get at the making things angle of this, I mean, I know you said you, you were, you were traveling in Europe and you had this idea that you, you saw these, these ingredients that maybe you wanted to, to be able to sell and get people excited about. Um, 
what's what do you see as the purpose of uh, of the business for you? I would say for me, the purpose of the business is to help other uh, beginners cooker or could be advanced or intermediate to help them to uh, create dishes, um, help them to cook uh, good food because uh, I think the main is to help other people to cook uh, uh, the food that I like. Yeah. Is that I will, uh, I want to see other people enjoying what I cook. And I think that was the idea of uh, to do the business, to help other people. Right. I mean, because food. Yeah, we, we've also, like, if we, if we, besides, uh, you know, Dominican recipes and um, more ethnic recipes, Mediterranean, we Mediterranean uh, if we find um, a dish or a drink that we like when we're at a restaurant, um we'll we'll come home and recreate it we'll 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 we're at we'll constantly asking the questions of like bartenders like what's in this and yeah. da, da, da. um and th there's actually one that's on our website uh blood orange vodka soda yeah that um we discovered at a movie theater because we have a, a movie theater uh that has a, a bar and you know kind of like a food food know. before you before you go in and That's so Miami. discover that there. Yeah. <laughs> really is. To have a place to have a movie theater where you could get a drink with blood orange in it. That's so Miami. Yeah. 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 We got spoiled. You know, we don't go to a regular movie theater. <laughs> you know, it's it's obviously not cheap, but it's yeah, we got it's, it's, it's like going first class and now you don't want to go coach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But it's worth it. I mean, it's it's those things that, um, um, you know, like, for example, like the, the, a, a cocktail I've been making for, for Heather a little bit recently uh, is, uh, is a French 75, which you, you probably you may know about. And uh, but I, I the only reason I made it was because I read about it somewhere and I read about the history of the drink and where it came from and why it was named what it was named. So it's named after the uh, a French artillery shell from World War One was a seventy five millimeter shell, um, oh. and it's just you know it's it's gin and champagne and lemon and sugar and it's yeah probably we have a little bit of the story because we have that drink in the website oh yeah um I did it for a uh, during the holidays yeah a couple of years ago and um, yes that's uh. I did a drink and probably we have a little bit of the story in the blog post, but yes. Yeah. Well, you do that. You have some of the stories, whether it's the origin of the drink or, or how you came, came about it. It's that's, yeah. I mean, and that, that's, that's, it's interesting to people and it keeps, it's, it's more than just, Oh, here, let me go, you know, pop a lid off of something out of the fridge. It's like, no, this is, there's, there's a, there's sort of a ritual to it, you know? And that's, that's mm -hmm. what I like. That's what I like about food and, and cocktails and things like that is because there's sort of a ritual to how you do it. Um, and I, I can see that in, in your stuff, there's, um, there's specificity in, in everything. That's, that's really particular about how you make things. Well, from the beginning, kind of, we've been evolving into what recipes we pick. Uh, in the beginning it was just something that inspired me, yep. but, you know, inspire me, just let it, how do you say, uh, make us go that far. But when we go into the technical part of the SEO and other things, what was inspiring me is not what will bring traffic yeah. to the <laughs> website. That means that that's the, the shocking part that I was dealing in the beginning when we started to find out about the SEO and all that stuff. Then everything I was doing was kind of wrong because for the SEO part, you first need to find what is the keyword and how what the people are searching. And from there, you develop a recipe. Right. I was the other way. I was finding the recipe and right. I was trying to match the the the, the keyword there, which right. doesn't work that way. And yeah. we are been learning the hard way to how to how to do it. But finally, I think last year we said, okay, we need to change the way Start that this. we do things because this is not paying off. And you know, we have a full-time job, plus we do this on the side, and it's we don't have enough time to waste more time. We need to make that this produce income, not just a, just for passion. Right. 
Right. And how, well, how did you, how did you get to that? I mean, is there, there's, there's a certain amount of technical know-how required mm -hmm. to do that. Um, is that, is that something you've learned on your own or is that something you, you've gone out to other resources for? Yeah, well, we, we pretty much learned it uh, on our own for, for, when did we start? 2015? So for five, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just learning on our own and figuring out, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we had a, like, like he was saying, we, we ended up learning a lot about SEO and, and where to put the keywords so people can find you. And, you know, so we had it 99% done, except for that 1%, which was making sure that what we were optimizing for was what people were actually searching for. Right. Right. So we have all these recipes and blog posts that, you know, if, if we made a ham sandwich and somebody was searching for a ham sandwich, they would show up, but nobody's searching for a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we, we just, we, we did also did a course. Uh, it was an online course a year, a year, year and a half ago, um, where we, we learned all these little pieces that we were, we were missing because, and I was I was complaining to myself for a couple of years too. Like I, something's something's missing. There's something because I think we're doing everything right, but something's missing. Um, and we we finally figured out what's what's missing. So hopefully, you know, in the next year or so, uh, we'll start to get you know more traffic because we were more kind of stuck at it. Well, well we did. also did. Sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You also did. Also, we did two step to where we are now. One is that. As I saw that this online class about SEO that we started to, uh, we learned some a good information, but then uh, also this year we uh, hired a SEO expert, mm -hmm. which is helping us to achieve different part of the business uh, right. goals, um, optimizing the website, uh, uh, taking us to uh, to the right track to how, what, things we should use, what keyword, right. what is bringing traffic and where we can double down to make sure that we take advantage of that and bring extra traffic. And right. that's where we are now. That's cool. So where, where do you see it going? Where's what's, uh, what's next for Spoonability? Well, I think the, the one is to continue what we're doing, like I mentioned about the SEO to bring traffic to the, the site in general. Um, but the big piece is, is really doing the you know the work with us the food photography, yeah. Because um, that's that's really being able to have brands and other companies uh, contract us to well, him <laughs> to to take pictures of uh, of their product photography or or, or recipes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is really how how we can actually make some money oh. and he's he's we've already had a few clients um uh do that so i think and we just redesigned that whole page so it really speaks to what what we're able to do right um and so now we just need to promote that page yeah well you know that uh the changes happen it started to happen was last year right during i guess during the pandemic um I found myself um how you said no layoff uh, with American Hotel the first thing for law for law and then I have a lot of time on my hands and then I started right. to cook more and during the summer I did a lot of new recipes that all those recipes was that helped us to kind of for almost a year to release new content right but then we can stop until because we didn't know what we were doing then we can stop creating new content that's we are a little bit behind but we are. Uh, creating the new content for for the coming months right with the new uh uh seo and all that right. stuff yeah. well but, that's, uh, yeah, that's a big part of it too is the consistency yeah. of getting stuff out there i mean that's i i have to do that here and i you know i i get behind sometimes with uh 
you know, because we're doing other things. <laughs> we're making a living. You, you want to have a personal life too. <laughs> yeah. So, but you try and, you know, I try and get an interview out every week, but it doesn't always work out that way. So it's, uh, you know, but the more consistent you are, the more, the more good content you put out there, more quality content you put out there, the better it's going to be. And, you know, honestly, your, your photos, your, the, the, for the photography part of the business, your, the photos you have of your own stuff is great promotion because it's, it, it really is striking um the difference in quality that you have compared to a lot of places that do food you know, i just i just thought of when you mentioned that is um on the recipes we should put somewhere like that you took all the photos because there's a lot of people that don't realize that yeah that he's the yeah. one who actually he's like Carlos took those and I thought you hired a professional photographer. Yeah, Carlos I wasn't at first I wasn't sure. And then I dug into the site a little bit and I was like, oh, that's that's Carlos does all those photos. That's awesome. And so yeah, maybe a um, you know, even something as simple as a little credit line or, or something like that. But it's, hmm. it's great because it's the photography is fantastic. And that's I mean, that's the thing that that grabbed me initially. Um, because they're just great shots, and then you then you read it and you're like, oh, well, this is kind of compelling. This is nice. I'm thankful that you 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 know saw us and read read us. Sometimes we wonder <laughs> if there's anybody out there. <laughs> I well, no, I'm glad because it's it's um you know I talk to all kinds of different people on this thing, and some some from uh, I'm setting up one who's the CEO of kind of a large spin out of uh, Siemens Corporation. Uh, who I'm trying to schedule for the next week or two. And they, they do, among other things, big wind turbines and things like that. So that's, that's how they're changing the world. But, um, you know, I talk to that sort of thing and I talk to small businesses and I talk to, you know, but it's all stuff that I think is just really, you know, important and human and, you know, people making things that, that matter in some way, um, either to them or to others. And, and, um, you know, you guys really fit the bill for that because I, I think you have something really interesting here that has the potential to grow into something significant. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so Thank you. I, I know. You have at least one fan. And you know, over here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. And we don't have like we don't have that many followers like we we liked in, on Instagram because we thought at some point I was frustrated because I, I didn't see it growing the followers. Mm -hmm. But then I stopped thinking about that. And I say, let me just put my word there. Um, through Instagram is that we found the two clients that I have. Um, every person that comes to us, they say, oh, we want you to create for us, you know. But they are giving me the freedom to create without any structure. I, I do ask them, you know, what they want. Mm -hmm. And they say, no, you just uh, create what, what you're doing. Um, so That's far, everyone is happy. And I'm happy because uh, uh, I I haven't, you know, it's kind of now it's a learning process also to work with clients because then I need to take note of what the client is looking for, what is the goal, what is the brand, and all that kind of stuff. And all, I still the marketing in Dominican. I mean, that, right. you know, all-time marketing, not the marketing that is now. Yeah. Um, you know, that also helped me that when I'm talking with clients, I can be more focused into what the client wants, know what I want, and then right. move around uh, my mood, the mood board or what I do to, to de deliver what the customer wants. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's a thing right there, what the customer wants is that I spent a lot of time talking to clients about and sort of refocusing them away from what they want and what they want their customers to take away. And because mm. uh, it's it's not the same thing most of the time. And, um, and it's, it's, it's sort of an exercise in trust for them to allow you to go and do that. And, uh, I mean, it sounds like your, 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 your new clients are, are kind of heading that direction and they, they see the, uh, the quality of the work and they, they, that gives them enough trust to, uh, uh, to say, yeah, go ahead, do what you need to do, which I think is, you know, if we, if more clients were like that, we'd, be, we'd all be better off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like I said, you know, Instagram is kind of they see the work, they know what I do, and they're they're just happy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just using Instagram as a portfolio right now. And yeah. that and bring the client through Instagram. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just if, if, if 
again, what I, what I say to my clients is, is there's, there's sort of three things you need to hit on every marketing piece. It's the, it's the, you know, what are you offering? Uh, why is it important to me and how do I get it? And so, and it's sometimes it's tricky to get to that, but if you can get those three things into it and so that when they come to your Instagram and see your photos and say, wow, and they're wowed by the photography, then they realize, oh, well, that's, that's what they're offering. And all of a sudden they start to realize, oh, well, they're, no, they, that's the, the photography is what they're offering. And that could help me. That'll make my life a lot easier. And then the next question is, how do I get in touch with you guys? Mm -hmm. That's the, uh, so, you know, you hit those three and you're, you're going to be going in the right direction. Anyway, um, thank you guys for spending some time with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I love what you, I love what you're doing. Now I have to go cook some of your recipes. Please, please do. We appreciate you call on this uh, interview, and we, we are we're happy. We are happy that we we are doing it, and yeah. We'll 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 check in again with you after you publish your cookbook. Okay. <laughs> one day, yes, one day. <laughs> So that was a conversation with my friends Carlos and Jeff from Spoon Abilities. It's another part immigrant story. Uh, it's a story of friendship and migration and finding the things that mean something to you, deciding on what's important to you, and it's a bit of a love story too. I really enjoyed talking to them. Thank you for listening. Be careful out there. If you find yourself enjoying the Story Forge podcast and embracing the idea that making things matters, give us a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to these things. It helps others find the show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you do. All recording, editing, interviewing, scheduling, and executive producing tasks are handled by yours truly, Lyle Smith of NimbleSmith, content marketing agency. This podcast would not be possible without the sincerely excellent help of our friend and associate producer, Anthony Sergi, who produces a number of other podcasts, including the wonderful A Guest in the House about all things hip-hop. Music for the program is from the Jody Nardone Trio, Lights Will Guide You Home album. And if you like the work we're doing, please share the StoryForge link far and wide and tell all your friends about us. And you can always send us questions or suggestions to our email at cheers at nimblesmith.com. That's cheers at n-y-m-b-l-e-s-m-i-t-h.com. Uh, or support us on our new Patreon site. You can learn more at patreon.com slash makingthingsmatters. And we have a bunch of new stuff up there, including uh, a clip, uh, an extended conversation from this interview. Or just shop our store on the website at thestoryforge.com. That's the Storyforge separated by hyphens.com and click the shop link at the top of the page.